0: abq.fm rockoftalk.com this is straight talk with jeffrey candelaria for a saturday afternoon glad to be here with you as always with jeffrey candelaria offering you insights and uh, inclusions the kind of which you only get with uh, jeffrey and uh, his connections here to the city of albuquerque and always a uh, welcome program here in the heathen for the very first time we're on rockoftalk.tv with jeffrey and uh, his guest this afternoon. Jeffrey, take it away.
1: Absolutely, thank you again, Eddie Aragon, for producing the show and providing all this incredible vanguard, state-of-the-art technology. We're with you both uh, through audio and now through a visual medium. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, at the top of the show my sponsor, S3 Security, and by the way, uh, he reminds us of a cyberware attack. It's actually in the form of malware called Xenomorph, And what they're trying to do through your Google Play Store is secure uh, your bank account information. So be very aware of the latest uh, malware in the form of uh, what's called Xenomorph. If you have any questions about securing your business computer or your home uh, security at all, call S3 Security. His name is Ben Mozak. He's my sponsor. He's right here in Albuquerque. His phone number, 505. 400 1702 that's 500 or 505 excuse me 400 1702 his name is ben right here in albuquerque and he's an expert in securing uh, and protecting your business computer infrastructure against malware and any other kind of uh, threats to your system for your business or your home again ben mozak 505 400 1702 So with that, I'd like to introduce somebody I've known for probably about 20 years. In fact, I had the pleasure of working there for quite some time. He is the president of one of the preeminent chambers of commerce, not only in the region, but now across the country. Ernie C. DeBaca is the president and CEO of the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Ernie, to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria.
0: Thank you, Jeffrey. And um, let me just say, first of all, Connie Lee, your big sister, absolutely says hello.
1: Oh, I love Connie. Yeah, I know oh.
0: you worked with Connie for many, many years. 16 so years, she, yeah. She told me to say hello, so I'm, I, I told her I would do that. Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity, Jeffrey. Sure. I'm very excited to be here today. And uh, talk about um, some of the great things that are happening at the Chamber, uh, some of the bold initiatives that we're taking on that um, I think truly believe are going to enhance the economic opportunities for small businesses throughout the entire state of New Mexico. Um, as you know, Jeffrey, we're the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber, but more and more we call ourselves a Hispano Chamber because, you know, Albuquerque is not just our borders. Uh, we actually have uh, membership uh, in the Bay Area Square. Uh, we have some in Florida and the East Coast and Mexico um, so we're really kind of the Hispano Chamber, and we truly are the largest Hispanic Chamber in the United States. Um, I can say that confidently now. Yeah. Uh, I know we've always said that there's Houston and there's some other large uh, Hispanic Chambers, but out of the 250 in the United States, we're the largest. Absolutely. Um, we now have, surprisingly, close to 35 employees working at the chamber. That's incredible. Uh, we're running out of room at our 22,000-square-foot campus, Yeah, um, and so, which is kind of a great uh, problem to have, in a way. Uh, but so, exciting things. Yeah. So, Jeffrey, thank so you. So,
1: let's do this. Let's let's kind of reset the conversation and establish a foundation. And for our listeners, again, my guest on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. By the way, if you'd like to suggest a guest or sponsor my show, get a hold of me at jeffrey.candy77.com at gmail.com. Ernie C. is my guest, President CEO of Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. So what does the Hispano Chamber of Commerce do? Talk a little bit about its structure, its mission, and then
0: we'll get into some specific resources that you provide to
1: particularly support small
0: business. Sure, and we'll start with our mission, Jeffrey. And every now and then, you know, we have staff meetings every Uh, monday at 8 30 and every now and then i'll ask one of our employees to you know recite the mission so we all should know it so i'm going to do it Uh, we're to promote uh, uh economic development to enhance economic opportunities to provide workforce and business education for the hispanic and small business community in albuquerque and new mexico that's our mission statement yeah uh we are all about commerce um uh culture and uh what's the other one i'm trying to remember we have three c's that's slipping my mind right convention now. convention tourism no well that it is part of it but uh um, i'll get back to that um but anyway uh we are uh, our why is to um uh, uh boy you know what i'm having a hard time just because i'm on tv right now no, it's okay. Uh, that's to, okay uh what is our why jesus christ uh, I'm, I'm i'm sorry about that but anyway let me just tell you a little bit about our history um uh, Uh, our history started in 1975. As you know, uh, we were um, 14 bold men and women decided to really take the time to start the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber. Uh, They started on a shoestring budget uh, to foster economic growth for our community. It has grown, like I said, to the largest Hispanic chamber in the nation. Uh, shortly after that dr dan lopez and others who were very involved in our chambers started with a convention and tourism contract with the city we've held that ever since for over 40 years uh, and then shortly after that in the 80s we decided to have to give back to the community through education um, and so we started a scholarship uh, program and uh, we're in our 35th year right now jeffrey and uh, we've given out over $3.5 million in that time frame. We're going to have uh, our, on June 2nd, we're going to have our banquet um, on June 2nd here at the campus at the chamber. Um, we expect to give somewhere between 70 to $100,000 in scholarships on that day. Yeah. Um, so it's great. That's what we're doing. And as you know, um, three weeks before 9-11, uh, w President George W. Bush came to the campus. I was
1: there. I remember absolutely
0: and, and uh, cut the ribbon yeah. three weeks before 9/11 in 2001. So it's pretty cool to have a president come do that. Um, you know, and so, so the president of the United States. Just to remind our listeners, yeah. how
1: really colossal and significant that is. Yeah. Was at the campus right there at, on Borello's Fourth, near Cesar Chavez, yeah. and dedicated your beautiful office facility and campus.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it was uh, what a fascinating thing. Yeah. to Have a president come do that. Absolutely. So that's amazing, and uh, you know, so not many people can say that. Not many, not many organizations can say a president came and cut the ribbon. Uh, but in 2010, as you were well aware, um, we formed another building, the Bareilles Economic. Opportunity Center. Uh, we're going to name that uh, also the Small Business Center of uh, New Mexico. Is, is there? The echo is because of the technology, but we're, we're, we're fine. Okay, so it, we're, we're going to name that the Small Business Center of New Mexico because currently it houses the Minority Business Development Agency Business Center. It houses the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. It houses uh, the Small uh, the business, business Development, development Center, it, and, and shortly, shortly we're gonna announce, well, we'll make it official, um, uh, the, the Navajo Nation uh, has purchased the rights, I, I should say, yeah, for the rights right naming, naming our big, large conference room. It'll be named something like the Great Navajo Nation Conference Room. Um, so things are really changing for the Albuquerque, Albuquerque Hispanic Chamber Albuquerque. in a positive way um anyway, so, yeah, those are exciting things that are going on, some bold initiatives that we're taking on. And I want to talk about some other yeah. announcements sometime whenever you'd like well, to we
1: do Well, we have plenty of time. Again, my guest is Ernie Cidabaca. He is the president and CEO for the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce, the preeminent chamber, really, in the state, in the region. And it's soon to be probably the preeminent chamber, perhaps, in the entire country. So not only, Ernie, do you have a mission statement with all these grandiose theoretical terms and aspirations? What we're learning on Straight Talk with Jeffrey area is you have practical resources and people that support things like procurement. So there's a business perhaps that uh, wants to do business with Sandia Labs or, you know, some large entity. As one example, you actually have resources and people that can help understand how procurement works. So it's not just all this theoretical, here's what we think we can do. You actually have very practical, very pragmatic resources and people behind that right here in our midst to understand how small businesses can engage in something like procurement as an example.
0: Right, and and thank you for bringing that up because we just concluded uh, our procurement series uh, that we put on. Well, oh, we're probably going to put it out two or three times a year, as part of our contract with the Minority Business Development Agency. Uh, we put on a procurement series that helps people understand how to to navigate the rules of procurement through federal, state, local, and also other large corporations' uh, purchasing departments and yeah. you know agencies. And we just concluded our last uh, cohort, and I think we had 28 companies participated, participating, and you know, so we know that procurement can help drive the economy in New Mexico. So often, you know, because of our federal installations, so much money is available. Yeah, and a lot of times, people from outside the state are the ones that are receiving contracts, and we want to we want to try to get the state people businesses in the state more involved in that because there's huge opportunities for that to even team with these other contractors and that's what procurement's all about is teaming uh, with these large contractors small contractors can team with large contractors so uh, because of that if i may we are going to uh, stand up on april 12th uh, the southwest 8a contractors association um, we have not had a, a, as organized association as what we're creating since Anna Muller seven eight nine years ago when she was very involved in us and, bef- and beyond yeah right so it's let me just tell you what's really cool it's the Diné Development Corporation from the Navajo Nation uh, located there um, the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber and Periken Enterprises are the founders of this A Day Association and Frank Garcia A 33-year-old phenom uh, who runs Perkin Enterprises is going to kind of take some time away as president and CEO to stand up this 8 Day Association. Um, You know, Jeffrey, uh, I got to just say something about Frank. He's a rare person that you think when you think it's somebody that's 33 years old. He wants to give back to the community. He wants to help other small businesses prosper in New Mexico. Um, because he was helped by Anna Muller and by Edna Lopez yeah. of COMPA of course and so he wants to do the same thing to help these other small businesses and so it's a remarkable thing that he's doing by doing that so we're going to do that right now we have about 58A corporations uh, or companies in New Mexico and I trust in two or three years we're going to double and triple that yeah. I really feel
1: my guest is Ernie C. he's the president and CEO of the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. And again, to remind our listeners on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, 8A is one example of a designation that a company can secure that gives them a certain competitive advantage which contracting and opportunities to grow and augment their business, correct?
0: Correct, sole source contracts. Sole source. Fact, you have to be certified as an 8A company, so there's a process. Yeah. You have to be in business for two years and then you have to go through a whole certification process that's not easy. So that's why we're forming this 8A association to help these businesses go through that uh, process to become certified and then to prosper. Um, Frank Garcia has been in business for I don't know, seven or eight years, and is has over 140 employees all over the world. Yeah. Um, because he's became an 8A, and through that program has grown tremendously. So, yeah, we're fortunate that we have somebody so dedicated to do that, along with Shannon Hawkins, who is our chief development officer, and uh, at, and the Danae Development Corporation, yeah. so Austin Sosi. Well,
1: I think what we're beginning to learn today about having you on is the hispano chamber of commerce and
0: by the way you don't have to be a hispanic to be a member right thank you for bringing that up absolutely <laughs> so a lot of people really still believe that and we presented at economic forum uh last week which is exciting jeffrey for us because we've never had that opportunity and i want to thank bob murthy and uh, kathy winograd for that opportunity but we we got to present in front of them and one of, that's one of the things we wanted to let people know is even though We are the Hispano Chamber. We really do represent, we really consider ourselves a small business chamber in New Mexico. Sure. We're about 60% uh, Hispanic, 40% non-Hispanic, somewhere in that area. Uh, And so, yeah, we're we're very inclusive. Yeah. Thank
1: you. But I think what we're beginning to learn is I always viewed the Hispano Chamber of Commerce when I worked there, and you've certainly done a a tremendous job of of making it even it more multifarious it's almost a university of resources if you're in business yeah almost almost notwithstanding whether you're a small business a medium or even a corporation because corporations can give back or provide resources to small business and have all these different symbiotic relationships so it's almost like the Hispano Chamber of Commerce is a business and cultural and economic development university. It sounds like that's what you're really kind of creating
0: there. Yeah, we are, and and thank you for bringing that up because I do know those three C's now. I just remembered them. It's it's commerce, community, and culture. That's who we really represent. That's what we do. That's our essence. So thank you for bringing that up. And yeah, we do, you know, we have a lot of testimonials, uh, Jeffrey, that uh, how businesses, when they joined, if they really Participate if they ga- engage with the spinal chamber, they will be successful. Yeah. If they don't, they may not. I mean, they they, they still might be, but they they may say, oh, I'm not really getting any value at the spinal chamber." Engage, become involved, join, connect, thrive. Yeah. And it's and, like buying
1: a treadmill if you just look at it all day and don't get on there, it's not going to do much. <laughs> Ooh, it reminds me of me every
0: morning when I look at that treadmill and I go, "Oh,
1: maybe tomorrow." So you know, Ernie, there's a lot more to cover, but I really want to announce on straight talk with jeffrey candelaria some really profound and exciting news as far as some other announcements for our business community here in new mexico
0: oh yeah so um you're going to hear more and more about this jeffrey uh but we were uh fortunate uh to uh, apply for with 529 other organizations throughout the country uh, for a Build Back Better grant, a $500,000 Build Back Better grant. And uh, guess what? We were successful. We're one of only 60 out of the 529 that received a $500,000 $500, grant for phase one. Um, but we're also entitled to, and we're the only chamber of all of those organizations that received that. Not a Hispanic chamber, any chamber. Right. Um, so, the exciting part about this, uh, as well, is phase two. So, as part of this grant, you get to apply for. So, sixty entities get to apply for phase two due March fifteenth, and that's uh, to receive a grant in the neighborhood of twenty-five to a hundred million. Um, say that again. Well, I, yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I, I'm. Did I say million? Yes, twenty-five to a hundred million. And wow. And so I. Th- I'm feeling confident that we may receive this, Jeffrey. Um, we're working really hard. We have a, a – uh, Jessica Gentry is doing a tremendous job for us in guiding us and navigating through to get this thing done by even early. She wants to file it by March 11th so she can enjoy the gala on March 12th. Uh, but this thing is going to be uh, for less than $100 million. But it already has a match. We've, we've already received a match uh, for that of 20% match. And uh, it's, th- it's called Create New Mexico. So it's about the creative economy. Uh, in New Mexico because you know we have a lot of that but we also have a digital divide and we don't have the same opportunities in the rural areas and the tribal areas as you do if you're an urban area yes and so this is a statewide initiative that tries to uh, repair the digital divide and help uh, communities it, this touches every single county in New Mexico our grant does uh, and it has um, here are some of our partners uh, UNM, New Mexico Tech, City of Santa Fe, uh, an international company in Santa Fe called Creative Startups, a uh, company called Stagecoach, uh, DreamSpring, which that you, that you've sure. heard about, and then uh, the Institution of American Indian Arts. Those are our partners that we're working on with this thing. And I, I'm so excited. We will find out in September uh, if we win this thing yeah. and that we'll be awarded in October. Um, All that money doesn't come to the chamber, okay? It's divided up into all the different partners. And so the chamber gets, you know, less than $5 million, I'll tell you that, of that approximately $90 million uh, Let's
1: dissect what, what it does in a very practical way, sure. for example. Right. Again, my guest is Ernie C. He's the president and CEO of the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria every Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m., 1600 a.m., The Rock of Talk. Please let your friends know, uh, this show, we do everything in our power to be... Uh, to bring people of consequence and influence like Ernie right here to uh, the Albuquerque studio so that you can also have access to somebody like Ernie who isn't some academic coming from Harvard. I mean, he lives here. He's had, you know, a multi-generational presence here, and he's a real resource for all of us. By the way, before we continue to talk about this grant, what is your contact information,
0: uh, My contact information is 505 uh, 842 9003 and it's ernie at ahcnm.org so please call or email we'd love to get you as members we'd love to get you involved we also have this convention in tourism that I want to talk to you a little bit about absolutely so we need to talk about that um, Yeah. We but getting have, back
1: so. to this grant and again to remind our listeners so you've got like three urban centers that are really associated to the river called the Rio Grande. You've got Las Cruces, Albuquerque with about 800,000 persons, Santa Fe to some degree. But other than that, New Mexico is very agrarian, very rural, and in some of those communities there's not even access to the internet. And more and more, business is done digitally and through technology right so it sounds like this grant will begin to address into some of those population you know yep. opportunities to really uh move into the digital more
0: technologically oriented business age is that a, a fair assessment it's a very fair assessment and so we're working with companies like sacred wind uh to get broadband uh, we're working with uh, libraries throughout the state to have hotspots. Um, we are going to try to erase this digital divide. And as part of this, I just got to say this, the coolest thing ever, uh, for you all, um, you should Google S-C-E-Y-E. It's called Sky. People may not know about this. So um, Google had built a office at the Moriarty Airport, never actually moved in. Yeah. So this gentleman, uh, Mikael from Denmark, I can't pronounce his last name. He uh, actually bought that. And he is the gentleman that has uh, really reduced tremendously malaria in the world as he invented this filter that you could take water from, like, mud where there's insects and it filters for clean. Uh, he's given that out. He's done that uh, throughout the world. But he's lives in Malibu and Moriarty. <laughs> but anyway, he's developed this high-altitude platform system that he would get mad at me for saying this, but it's kind of like a blimp. It's a big old um, module that looks like a blimp that is uh, powered by solar energy, hydrogen, oxygen. It goes into the stratosphere. So there's no weather there. But uh, he originally wanted to do this to try to help on the methane, locate methane leaks. But as part of that, it can actually beam down broadband. So my understanding, I could be wrong because, you know, I can be, (laughs) Uh, but my understanding, if he gets four of those in the stratosphere above New Mexico, um, New Mexico would be reduced from, well, we're 49th in the state in broadband access, we'd probably be first. Yeah.
1: Again, that's an important, most salient point. New Mexico, because it's a large state in terms of, you know, just the physics, the geography, Right. New Mexico ranks 49th in terms of broadband. Right. And I believe almost 30% of our population in the state, 2.7 million, 2.2 million, doesn't have access to broadband. Why is that important? You can't buy products if you want maybe something from Amazon, good, bad, or ugly, because there aren't super Walmarts and ought to go in Aragon, New Mexico. The other thing that's important about, about access to broadband is more and more. Health is being done through tele- telehealth. Right. And so access to a doctor, if you're in you know, a very sparsely populated part of New Mexico, that's an issue now. And so it sounds like the Hispano Chamber of Commerce is one of your C's community. It's providing even amelioration and access to health care through
0: one of your programs. Well, that, that would be available somehow. But uh, also, if you can't, Necessarily buy things. You also can't sell things mm-hmm. because we know in these uh, rural areas there's a lot of creative people yeah. that they just don't they, they don't have access to market because they don't have broadband. Great point. They don't yeah. have access to training because yeah. of that. Uh, so this is going to help with that issue, and it's called Create yeah. New Mexico. Tin work um, comes
1: to mind. Yeah. Some of the beautiful tin work. Only indigenous to northern parts of New Mexico, for example, mm-hmm. that's world class. Let's say somebody is a craftsperson there. You're going to help them with this new program, price, position their product, access to Broadmount, mm-hmm. sell their product. I mean, it's that's an incredible example. Um, I understand there's another couple of announcements that you'd like to... Uh,
0: well, discuss on yeah. Straight Talk it, with it, Jeffrey Gandler. And, and there's more, right? <laughs> uh, so we also um, are a recipient of something called a PIA grant. So we're fortunate to work with New Mexico Tech. Uh, Carlos Romero is one of our board members uh, and AFRL. And so we were recently uh, awarded uh, our share of this grant is $1.8 million over five years. It's a $55 million grant. It has to do with bringing uh, some technology to market. Um, we're going to be part of the navigating team to try to get this out to the communities to get them to understand it. But the other partners of this thing, uh, let me just tell you, uh, are uh, the re- this is a regional uh, uh, grant, so UNM regents UNM, regents new mexico state cnm ingenuity university of texas university of texas el, po- el paso maui economic development board they're all part of this grant so we're we've just now uh hired somebody to work on this from the chamber we're going to have two more uh positions that we're going to be having as part of that that's a five-year grant and we're very excited working with new mexico tech and afrl Uh, One other thing I'd like to mention is we're putting together uh, in conjunction with the United States Hispanic Chamber. Uh, I am on their board. um, And we're going to have a a national energy summit uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico over Earth Day. Um, So that's very exciting. We're bringing in uh, people from uh, nationally for this thing. Uh, it's going to be we, we want this to be not just this is the inaugural year we want this to continue on for years and years and years kind of like some of the conferences and summits they have in sun valley yeah uh, it's going to be a very intimate conference uh we have large sponsors already um that are helping us with this thing and uh the the, the great thing about it jeffrey is uh, for example dan arvisu he is the chancellor and president of new mexico state he's the only hispanic ever to be executive director of a national laboratory. He was uh, executive director for the National Renewable Energy Lab in Colorado Springs. He's one of our speakers. He's a keynote speaker on on Thursday, the 21st of April. Um, And so the track is about physical assets like oil, gas, renewables, geothermal, all the different new technologies, but it's also about the human uh, assets. And we want to highlight uh, one of the you know the Hispanics in certain categories like C-suite jobs and boards have a very small representation absolutely and this is going to highlight those you know and let me editorialize I'm a conda
1: so it's something that's important to me as well I watch television or a medium or Facebook or whatever and with all respect to our African American friends nothing I mean, we're, we're so happy with all the progress African Americans have made particularly since the 1960s for uh, you know that the act that was passed under the Johnson administration right after Kennedy was assassinated right but I don't see a Hispanic presence on commercials uh, entertainment Movies, Movies? almost like the the pop culture culture aspect of our life in this thing called called United States, States doesn't seem to have have a a Hispanic Hispanic representation. representation. And, and it really bothers me because last I checked, Hispanics constitute almost 29-30% of 330 million Americans. Last I checked, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, San Antonio, horses, sheep, cattle, pigs, all introduced by Hispanics. And yet our culture is woefully absent in pop culture, movies, boards, certain business leadership and with all respect to our african-american friends who make up maybe 15 percent of the population their presence is ubiquitous and profound and it, it it really is staggering and astonishing to your point there's a vacuum of representation in all these different constructs called you know the, the the human condition in America and I think you
0: agree with me well that's the great part about our nation correct the melting pot all the yeah. different cultures that we have here and ethnicities and all that stuff and you're correct that Hispanics are underrepresented underrepresented in so many things yes so in all reality uh, uh, Jeffrey the Hispanic population is the fastest growing population in the United States and New Mexico is reflective of what the country is going to look like in 50 years or whatever. They say 30 to 50 years. We're 48 percent Hispanic in New Mexico. Um, we are driving the economy, whether people believe it or not. The Hispanics are driving the economy. Um, we are the the Hispanic economy, I believe, is the sixth largest in the world in the world. Yeah. The Hispanic, the United States, Hispanic. Economy. Yeah, it might be maybe the entire world it is the sixth largest in the world, and so we're driving the economy. Um, but you know, it's our fault. It's our fault, and so we need to do a better job of of making ourselves more accessible and available. Yeah, my,
1: my thesis, and I don't mean to digress, is, and again, I know this is a bit controversial, but I was afforded a great education. I went to Catholic school for twelve years. But I think sometimes our interpretation of Catholicism based on St. Francis of Assisi, teaches us to be so humble that our humility sometimes is thwarts us from demanding a presence.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Our humility right. Is,
1: is a wonderful part of our cultural anthropology. But I also think in business, because business, last I checked, is extremely competitive, that humility sometimes precludes us from demanding and enjoining that we be you know at the table. But I think the Hispano we're Chamber gonna, kind we're, of kind we're of addresses drive, drive
0: that. that. We're gonna try to drive uh, that effort to move it forward and, and this this energy summit is gonna reflect that of the the speakers and the people involved because we do have smart folks and we do need to have that opportunity. To some people they they could feel like they have a glass ceiling. They can get to almost that point. Yeah. They just need to get that point. Everybody deserves a chance, yeah. Uh, no matter who you are, uh, black, uh, Hispanic, uh, African American, or whatever, uh, Asian. We all need an equal chance, but an a real equal chance. Yeah. So all I'm saying is
1: we yeah. have to we have oh, we to do. ask for it, and sometimes put our humility in the back seat and say, hey, we do. I have something to offer here. By the way, the Hispanic buying. Capacity is something like forty billion dollars a year. Right. so it's, it's that's, incredible. That's it's an incredible. That's an incredible yeah. uh, powerful influence. Uh, you've got some exciting news about the annual gala, which Ooh. I used to participate in, and now you've got something coming up. I think a week from Saturday,
0: right? Yeah, and, and you know what is unique about our gala, as you know, Jeffrey, is um, we we really celebrate celebrate the people there. Um, we we're going to have about eighteen hundred people at the convention center. Um, they're all they're all ready to have a good time. It's from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, it's all local entertainment. It's all local vendors who are doing the work, um, as we've always had—not always had, but we have had over the last several years. Um, so it's going to be—it's called uh, lo- uh, space launching a bold tomorrow. So it's going to be about the space industry. Uh, there is a lot of things going on in the space industry in New Mexico and in Albuquerque, oh, sure. and we're going to highlight that. But uh, it is a, just a great time. We don't we don't have a silent auction and we don't have a live auction. We do have for the first time ever a 50/50 raffle, and so people can get on uh, our website and they can register uh, to buy a ticket, which they'd have to pick up at either at the chamber or at the at uh, the gala itself. Um, we think it's going to raise quite a quite a few quite a bit of money. Somebody's going to be very lucky that yeah. night because it's a fifty fifty raffle. Um, so that's the only thing, but it it is uh, it's going to be so much fun, and I'm just I am so excited about it. It is sold out, Jeffrey, and uh, we're so we're really congratulations. Yeah, no, it's sold out, and
1: I'm sure there's an appetite for the gala, given that it didn't take place last year, right? Oh, so God, <laughs> yes,
0: I think people. It's been two years since we had the last one, which celebrated the Roaring Twenties, Yeah. Uh, and everybody had a really good time. I think people are ready to have a good time yeah. and celebrate themselves uh, and every all their accomplishments. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, my guest is Ernie C. De Baca. He
1: is the president and CEO of the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. This is Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you'd like to get a hold of the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce, 505-842-9003. I still remember the number. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how the organization called the Hispano Chamber is structured and about your
0: new uh, chair chairman of the board. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, our, our new chamber. Like I said, we're inclusive. And so uh, I'm not not sure when we've had the last time we've had somebody with an Anglo last name, Joe Tremble. We call him Jose. Jose Tremble. I like him. But, uh, and I often tease that, you know, he grew up in the North Valley, so he's more Hispanic than me because I grew up in Los Alamos uh but yeah he's our new chair he's probably one of our youngest chairs if not the youngest he's 37 years old he works at wells fargo uh he's very energetic and upbeat and he really is focused on creating more and more membership at the chamber that's his big initiative and we really appreciate that so we're, we're structured we have a large board jeffrey as you know you might recall but we have like 36 board members that are voting and then we have another 10 or 12 that are uh, ex-officio board members. We have presidents of the Bank of America, of Optum Health, of Blue Cross Blue Shield, but we also have small businesses like Reuben Johnny, with Johnny Board and and uh, uh, some other small businesses. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think real quick. Uh, Hurricane is not a small business, but it is. Sure. It's it would be considered a small business, but in New Mexico it's it's a big business, so is Brycon. Yeah. Um you know Bohan in Houston. Is that Steve uh, Garcia with Brycon? Well it's um it's it's really That's fine. I just I Well he works at Brycon. Yeah. Yeah, he works at Brycon. Yeah. The point is your board Phil Casas is the owner. Oh like, sure, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your board
1: is representative of various businesses on the spectrum of business large corporations small so you've got this real you know this eclectic different perspectives about how business operates the needs of a small business might be a little different than a corporation but you build consensus you come up with resources that can help the entire business community and I remember how the board functioned. but uh, it sounds like you've grown it a little bit do you still
0: operate with committees as well Uh, beyond the board we we do and and uh so yeah we have 14 we call them programs and and uh i don't know if i have the list here but they have we call them programs now which uh, comprise of a committee small business education women's veterans just to name a few Um, We also have uh, a a convention and tourism department at the Chamber, and what that means is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, over 40 years ago, uh, we received uh, money from the city to uh, stand up this convention and tourism department, and it focuses on heads and beds uh, for uh, Native American and Hispanic events, conventions, and tourism. And uh, so we've been doing a really good job of that over the last 40-some years. And, uh, you know, what, that's what what's cool about that for us is for those groups that come in, we kind of bring our culture to it. We bring chili roasting, tequila tasting. We have uh, mariachi uh, players. We have uh, like what, what we do with the isotopes you know, with the mariachis, we have gritos, we we have face painting. We do all kinds of things that make it our culture and make it exciting for people to come and participate. So we do that with the isotopes. I'm going to give a shout out to to United. Uh, They have their uh, first home game is the day after our gala on March 13th. And uh, so everybody, it's at 5.05 p.m., that's they're one of our members, and we want to give them a and shout out. And you know, Ernie, that.
1: to remind our listeners, notwithstanding what's going on with the Major League Baseball, you know, talks because there's probably a crisis with the pro uh, Major League Baseball season even happening, Albuquerque Isotopes will happen. Yeah. So we want to remind our listeners, thank. Thank God!
0: Yeah, thank the you. isotopes are back. Yeah, the isotopes are back, and that's a great event for anybody to do it. And you know, when we when we get together with them and do the mariachis, uh, it's just a festival. I yeah. mean, it is so much fun. So I hope you guys. You know, we need to support our teams here in yeah. New Mexico. We have to have pride about who we who we are here in New Mexico. Sure. And, and how we represent ourselves. Well, remember
1: the isotopes, and. Uh, really the triple a franchise it's it's been around since 72 but particularly over the last 15 years is either third or fourth in attendance across the nation so to your point thanks to organizations like you and fans like me the albuquerque isotopes are one of the most successful triple a franchises in the
0: country uh, john traub does a tremendous job yeah. for them there and and when we do the mariachis with them their highest attendance ever, I think, at an Isotopes game no. was a Mariachi game, sure. and I think it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get out there and have a good time and support these these teams. Support the Lobos. Support the Aggies. Did I say that? Did you say yeah, the Aggies? Yeah, I said that. I said uh, them. It's hard support for me to these, say. Support these. <laughs> I'm New a Lobo teams. fan, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's get behind all. All these
1: right, folks. we got about uh, twelve minutes or so. You used some nomenclature a a minute ago under the auspices of convention tourism called heads and beds. What that means is getting folks who don't live here to come to a convention or tourism, stay in a hotel, and spend money, right? Because remember, to remind our listeners on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, the reason the hospitality industry and particularly the uh, convention tourism industry is so meaningful uh, Ernie is because these are people that are bringing money that wasn't here right. and introducing it into our ecosystem and it recirculates
0: yeah no and that's why that's important uh, that's exactly right? it's exactly why it's important so so we had to help uh, the hotel uh, you know association but the hoteliers here during this pandemic time because you know they're pretty much shut down it was yeah. a very yeah. difficult time so we created things at the hotels called like storytellers we'd have people come in and talk about uh they'd go into the hotel um there'd be like staycations they we'd have a dinner uh and um you, we'd have like a code talker there's a navajo nation code talker there's only three of them i believe that are still alive one of them came in and did a speech and then people spend the night in the hotel um we had uh, uh some people from Breaking Bad come and tell their stories. Um, And and we we just did some virtual things and staycations. We were doing everything we could to try to drive people to hotels. And we're still doing it now. We actually advertise uh, in the Business First uh, publications in Phoenix and in El Paso and Denver, I believe, to try to peep have people come and, and drive in for the weekend. Sure. We're trying to do things to help our hotels, uh, hoteliers. One of the things I wanted to bring up, too, that's really important for us is we are the lead uh, vendor education uh, uh, for uh, an enrollment for Be Well and M, which is the New Mexico Health Insurance Exchange. Uh, because we're such a poor state, we have a lot of people that aren't maybe uh, have health care. And there's a lot that can qualify for really discounted health care, especially uh, this past year through some, some of the subsidies through ARPA and, and whatever the federal government was doing. And, and I just want to tell you, it's a, a statewide initiative. And people need to be aware that if they, you know somebody that uh, is probably hasn't been able to afford uh, health care, they, they should get on the website for Be Well and because there are very good subsidies for health care right now currently available. And, again, the Hispano Chamber in Albuquerque administers yeah, we're that the program. Ones, yeah, we are uh, very much involved with the staff at yeah. Be Well and M, the New Mexico Health Insurance Exchange, and it's all about enrolling these people. It's all about yeah. protecting them because, you know, you never know what can happen. Yeah. And uh, so every time— So, you
1: know, as, as you've been discussing and, and providing enlightenment about what you do— your organization, the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce, I haven't worked there for 12 years or so, it has really become, again, like a university with all these different colleges that are resources that support really the human experience. Business, economics, culture, health, procurement, uh, all of this. So really, it's a clearing house for resources available to improve your quality of life In this place called New Mexico. I just like that testimonial, Jeffrey. I love what you just
0: said. That's perfect.
1: (laughs) Only on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. Again, if you'd like to get a hold of Ernie, 505-842-9003. If you'd like to be a member, you don't have to be Hispanic to be a member. If you're a small business, if you're a medium-sized business, if you're a nonprofit, if you're a corporation,
0: join the chamber. Uh, you know what and i i tell you what we have 35 dedicated unbelievably dedicated employees uh, our staff jeffrey which has grown phenomenal the things that they do every day uh this gala is going to be an indication of it everybody's going to have a great time what i always say to people is if you don't have a good time it's not my fault okay um because you know we ensure that everybody has a great time yeah but we have other things coming up we have our a golf tournament that's coming up that raises money for scholarships. Sure. That's going to happen. I think
1: I bought that golf club from you, the, the three-wood. I still have that. You remember? Well, gonna, it's going it to happen on Cinco de Mayo this on year. On Cinco de Mayo, okay. Yeah, it's
0: going to be at the Santa Ana Golf Course at okay. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we, we have our, uh, let's see, we have on June 2nd our Education uh, uh, Awards Banquet. Uh, we have our Hispanic Heritage uh, Banquet that's going to occur during... Uh, I'm not sure if we have the exact date right now, but that's gonna occur uh, between September 15th and October 15th, Hispanic Heritage Month. We have uh, another golf tournament called Buen Vecinos, which we started. That helps provide any uh, membership help for some businesses that might be struggling to pay their membership dues. That month, that's a fund for those folks that might be current members that have struggled or maybe ah, we might expand it to new ones that would like to join but yeah. can't. So we have all kinds of um, great things. We also have, I'll just give a shout out to uh, payroll, uh, Nessa Romero. If you guys, if anybody needs a payroll company and you join with him, um, we'll get the money. Uh, the first year of, he will pay the first year of your dues to the Albuquerque Hispano Chamber. Wow. So that's a great thing. Uh, also, another company called ABQIT. Uh, if you take a 30-minute to an hour consult with them, no, you don't have to uh, agree to do things with them, but just consult with them. Uh, they will actually pay uh, half the dues or $250 to the chamber for that opportunity. We have companies that are doing things like that. Um, so it, it's just right now, I tell you what, I have fun every single day. Yeah, Every day is a new day. Well, congratulations. You've really yeah.
1: augmented and uh, become, like I said, a multifarious university to really ameliorate business and really quality of life, uh, including health. I want to talk, as we begin to uh, wind down the program, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. By the way, if you'd like to be a guest or be a sponsor of Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, you can reach me at jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. I'd like to thank S3 Security. You ought to get them to be a member. Uh, His name is Ben Mozak. He does cybersecurity. Oh, wow. And he is an incredibly gifted guy, particularly protecting cybersecurity threats and malware
0: threats for businesses. Well, tell him to come and to the chamber. That's our, what he does. Right now, tell him to come to the chamber at noon. We are having a cybersecurity workshop uh, conducted by the FBI. When does that take place? Right now. Right now. Today, right at now. noon. At, at noon, come Oh, today, Saturday. So
1: it happened yesterday. remember this is this is radio
0: so that reminds me of something Jeffrey it's like a Twilight Zone episode my my favorite sign I think it was it's at at the bar at one of the bars in uh, Dallas airport and it says free beer tomorrow I mean, so it's kind of like this thing on Saturday. Yeah. So free beer tomorrow, you'll never ever get your free beer because it's always free beer tomorrow. (laughs) I like that.
1: I had a girlfriend like that. Anyway, that's a separate show. Got about 10 minutes. Before we talk about how businesses are now beginning to retransition or or resurrect into this non COVID, not Chinese, what I call Chinese virus, a lot of restrictions, a lot of businesses were deemed non essential, a lot of businesses closed. Uh, before we do that, I do want to talk about convention tourism and this sober news about the balloon fiesta and balloons themselves may be affected by this technology that is mandated by the FAA, which would restrict not only the way balloons operate because you have to have all this new technology, but possibly where they can travel within, you know, the, the environment here. Have you had any uh, conversations with any of these folks about, you know, getting a waiver? I know the mayor, to his credit, is leading an effort to try to get a waiver because this could be an enormous uh, negative, you know, impact to our community. You're talking about, what, 30 to $50 million a year, not to mention... We may no longer be the balloon capital of the year. Have you, I'm
0: sure you have con- conversations with the mayor and the governor about this. Yeah, and we're we're out promoting a petition on this. Uh, you know, I got a, a, a an email from Jen Schroer, who is the tourism secretary, uh, and she sent me an email and said, "Hey, can you guys help promote this thing to this petition against this? I, it's it's ludicrous. I mean, it's it just is. it's like blinders on. Some people just don't know the." Uh, the effects of the decisions you make on a whole community and i'm not just even saying the albuquerque community i'm saying the ballooning com- community throughout the world yeah the industry that comes here yeah i mean it's such a i don't it's it's and that's a, a good point
1: not to belabor it but not just a balloon fiesta which is two weeks and 30 million dollars injected into the community and worldwide recognition but there were about twenty thousand balloon flights Throughout the year that yeah. take place here, right. that could be, you know, thwarted and you know, eradicated. So you're destroying an industry called the balloon industry, and it and the balloon industry supports all these other industries, oh,
0: right? It's it's yeah. So it, yeah. yeah it's, it's. I'm glad to
1: hear you're. Yeah, working. No, we're, we're
0: involved in that. And one other thing, if I may, um, a couple of Mondays ago, we had the SBA administrator uh, come and visit our chamber. And We had other chambers and other business organizations meet with her. Um, and, and one of the things we discussed. The national
1: secretary, right? The
0: SBA administrator. Yes, top dog from Washington. And uh, we were talking about how things are different for small businesses versus large businesses in this pandemic. And one of the guys from the Small Business Development Corporation talked about how restaurants are having to completely retool what they do. So a lot of corporations are flush with cash because of all the things that came down. But the smaller businesses, they're still struggling to be competitive, to remain uh, in business, because they're having to redesign. Do they really need to have customers within their dining area, or do they need to be more uh, takeout but have the the type of... Uh, Uh, investment that you have to do to make change your business from a dining to a takeout to a drive up to whatever it is, uh, all the equipment that you have to buy uh, and and the different kind of staff you have to have. Uh, If you
1: can re- If
0: you can redo it. Resurrect the staff that was
1: there before. Yeah. And also to your point, which is to my next question, how are businesses re-resurrecting, if you will, in a new environment? inventory. Do I still want these kinds of inventories if I can get that inventory to your point about restaurants? A lot of the restaurants because I work with the restaurants in my business, they can't get certain cuts of beef or certain cuts of, uh, you know, even certain kind of breads. So now they have to, you know, refashion their menus. They can't restaff as they did before. Is that compromising their brand? Is it compromising the way they give excellent service? I mean, these are all these hidden dynamics that businesses, to your point, are having to really kind of wrestle with and re reconfigure yeah. how business is done.
0: It, it, yeah, and there's, you know, I mean, the great resignation, there's a lot of people that aren't working anymore, that don't want to work, or they're starting their own business. There's, it's a whole transformation this COVID brought forward to us. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's winners and losers and disruptions. And, uh, and a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. You hear that a lot. Sure. Because there are winners and losers, and it's how you adapt and how you do it. But they need help. Uh, we do need critical help for these small businesses. So support your local small businesses. Get out there and buy things from them. Go to the restaurants. Go take out. Do whatever you can to support your small business industry here in New Mexico. It's the leading employer in the state. You know
1: what I've had to learn, because I, as you know, I'm a very demanding person, is patience. When I go to a restaurant now or even to a, a local business or even a larger business, because the staffing issues have been attenuated, they've been reduced. Oh yeah. So I have to be, as a consumer, a little bit more empathetic to the way they're operating their business, and I've had to really re, you know, put forth my my patience level because I'm not a very patient guy. But I think we would agree, as consumers, let's let's be a little more patient with what's going on, because a lot of our businesses are having to retool and reconfigure the way they operate, because it's very different than it was two years ago this
0: very month. Well, and, and tip well, because, you know, the people that are actually working uh, is a great thing, yeah. right? And so tip them well. If they're doing a good job, tip them, tip them, tip them well, because we, I, I'm happy they're out there doing their job and I'm happy to help them. Sure. Uh, that's just the way it is. Right so we got
1: now. a couple of minutes left. Again, straight talk with Jeffrey Candler. It's been a pleasure to see uh, my associate and friend from 20 years back, Ernie C. DeBaca. Any kind of concluding
0: thoughts, something we didn't talk about that you want to discuss? Got a yeah, couple I, of minutes left. I just want people to really realize that many times we are uh, hidden in plain sight, Jeffrey. Uh, people don't realize that we're the biggest chamber in New Mexico. We're the biggest Hispanic chamber in the United States, that we have a 22,000 debt-free campus, that it's available to membership if they want to host retreats or meetings. Uh, we have tools and programs to help them scale and grow their business. We have procurement seminars. We have ways uh, and other agencies that are housed at the Chamber to help you grow and scale your business. We are a Chamber that is is a resource for our membership. Uh, if you get involved, I promise you will succeed. Yeah,
1: and not only may you succeed Financially, because I'm a capitalist, I'm a pro-profit guy. But what I appreciate with my 20 years there were the relationships that I built that are most still intact, like yourself, Alex Romero, somebody who just passed, our friend Carlo, Sherman McCorkle, Mm -hmm. you know, all the mayors I got to meet, notwithstanding their politics. The people of influence and consequence that make up our community you find at the hispano chamber of commerce
0: yeah it's really funny because uh the other day when i spoke at economic forum i was uh, you know i asked how many people have actually been to our com- our, our campus because there's some that don't even know we have our campus like it is and i said you, you may not realize presidents of the united states and the navajo nation have been right. on our campus a king has been on our campus ambassadors from the king of spain, spain have right. been on our campus we've had all kinds of people at our campus. We house an international trade committee. Uh, We do all kinds of things. So please think about being involved. Our membership is really inexpensive. Because we don't have a mortgage or a lease, we can be less expensive in membership than other organizations. Uh, and that money goes to help grow and scale your business and your have programs and activities. So, yeah, thank you, Jeffrey. I so appreciate this time. And
1: your contact information,
0: again, as we begin to conclude here? As Ernie at AHCNM.org, 505-842-9003. And... Man, we appreciate this today, Jeffrey. This has been fun. Looks like Thank we have
1: you. a little looks like we have a little more fuel in the rocket. So we have oh, a couple more minutes. Yeah. Why don't you recognize some of the staff that's been there forever? Oh.
0: Connie Lee, oh, BCC? Yeah. Uh, well, we have people that are I consider salt of the earth. They really are. Uh, B and Cecilia, they'll do anything for you. They work in our convention and tourism department. They've worked for over 20 some years. Connie has been our CFO for the last 10 years. Um, And she's done tremendous uh, as our CFO. She's been with the uh, the chamber for 25 years. Um, Some of our new people are are unbelievably dedicated. Shannon Hawkins is our chief development officer, and she should be a woman of influence, whatever, yeah. however we apply for that. She's, she's got dynamite. Woman. Oh, we got to conclude dynamite.
1: here again. Ernie C. Yeah. DeBaca, President Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce. Let's have you back on, perhaps yeah. with yeah. your new chairperson. Sure. 505 yeah. 842 Eddie Aragon, thank you for producing Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. Right. Thank
0: you.